Hey guys, welcome back. This is episode number 12 and it is a chat today with Sarah Weaver and she's a travel agent. So we shed some light on how to use a travel agent, why you should, and all of the ins and outs basically. Awesome episode. Listen up. You are listening to Solo Women Travel Tribe Podcast with your host, Zena Jones. Learn, inspire, share, and connect with fellow solo woman travelers from all over the globe. Hey guys, and welcome back to another podcast episode. I am here with Sarah Weaver from Travel Managers. Sarah is a New Zealand-based travel agent with years of experience under her belt. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. And for those of you listening, we're actually in person at the moment, which is really cool because this is my second in-person interview. So yay! Yay! <laughs> so what that means is you will probably hear the sound of like um, coffee cups and things like that and possibly cicadas. my yeah, cicadas <laughs> in the background. It is a beautiful sunny day and also my cat will likely chime in with his two cents as well. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's dive in and tell us, how did you become a travel agent and how long have you been doing it for? So I joined the Flight Centre Group in 2000. Yeah. So this is my 18th year in travel. Wow. So I was 10 years old when I joined Flight <laughs> Of Centre. course you were. <laughs> um, how am I? Did I do it? I've travelled a lot in my life and yeah. um I got to the point where I'd done a little bit of teaching overseas and on my travels and always traveled. And yeah. so for me to get into the travel industry was a no-brainer. Yeah. Sounds like you're so passionate about it. It was the direction to go. Love it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's in my yeah. blood, you could say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so before we started recording, you were saying like you've done a mixture of like corporate and retail and yeah. all sorts of things. Yeah. So I started yeah. as a corporate travel agent doing um, bookings for um, companies, CEOs, directors, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. From there, I decided that wasn't the field that I wanted to be in as such. So um, I went to work for British Airways for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I really got a good understanding there of how airlines put out their specials, their deals, how they construct airfares, yeah. you know, why they lower prices when they do and um, and when they hike them up again and that sort of thing. So that yeah. was a really, really interesting role. Um, and from there, um, did a little bit of conference sales for a hotel chain in Queensland. Yeah. Um, cool. So that was, an, that was a really good insight to the hotel side mm. of things. Because that's totally different, isn't completely. it? Yeah. Um, yeah, completely. That didn't feel like travel. That that felt like a completely other world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and from there, um, I did a little bit of uh, travel recruitment in Queensland. Oh yeah, and, cool. And um, that was that was a really cool role. So yeah, got to know a lot of different companies, cruise companies, tour companies, yeah, um, flight centre again. And um, yeah, that was a really cool role. But at that point, I'd missed travel consulting and really wanted to get back into helping people plan their personal trips. Yeah. And um, I'm so glad I did because that's where my passion really is now. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's creating those travel dreams for people. Yeah. Yeah. And I can totally relate. So for those of you listening who don't know, I was a travel agent with the flight center in New Zealand for, I think, roughly four years. And then I was over in London and I worked in corporate as well. So, um, yeah, I've got a lot of understanding for what Sarah's talking about at the moment. Yeah. So in terms of qualifications and training and stuff, what did you yeah. go through? 
The beauty of of a company like Flight Centre is that they will take people in that have no travel experience Mm -hmm. whatsoever. So you do hear people saying from time to time, oh, I'd love to be a travel agent and and all the rest of it. And, um, you know, it's it's a hard gig and um, and you have to go through an interview process to obviously be selected by Flight Centre. But they look for people that are um, really well-travelled, obviously have that passion for travel. Um, You need quite a, a healthy sales background yeah if yeah you've been just in customer service it doesn't really cut the mustard with yeah, them it's yeah. um it's quite a cutthroat industry mm. and there's a lot of competition so um so they need people that have got that drive mm. um but anyway the, the beauty of is that they will train you from scratch yeah, yeah. they yeah. give you a couple of weeks training and they really then throw you in the deep end so <laughs> Yeah. Learn by you doing, know. Yeah. as I know. Yes, yeah. you learn by doing very exactly. quickly. And yeah. so you either sink or swim. Mm. And if you swim, you tend to swim pretty high with yeah. them. You know, that's that's the good thing. They do train really, really well. well. They do, yeah. yeah. And I remember there was a lot of internal training as well. Like there yeah. was some, like I, I can't remember, like New Zealand certificates for yeah. travel and tourism and stuff like that. Yeah, that's um, the other way of doing it. You yeah. can go to a travel college or yeah. you can go do a certificate in mm. travel and tourism, but it doesn't really teach you the job. No, it it's doesn't. It's not until you actually get going. Yeah, and back when I did it, they actually put you through that. The company put you through yeah. that um, in the background, so you yeah. got that qualification, yeah. But now, after X amount of years doing it, um, the New Zealand qualification system recognises you now. So oh, I think now good. I'm on something like a certificate four in yeah. travel and tourism and Amadeus. Yeah, so, yeah. That's so your, your skills do get recognised as you go on, but yeah. yeah, it's not like you can go and do a university degree in it or um, yeah, 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 yeah. And I think like like you were saying before, like you're you're really well travelled. So the yeah. more experience you've got in in travelling yourself as well as booking other people's, yeah. you know, you know, the very the much. qualification. I think yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. So the big question is, why should we use a travel agent? I think if you if you don't use a travel agent, you're very much on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, there will be a lot of people out there that prefer to do that DIY thing and book things themselves because, yeah, yeah you can go on to an airline website or yeah. a booking.com and you can make a booking. Of course you can. Anybody can do that. Yeah. But what you don't know in the background is what the hidden fees and charges are, yeah. what you're up for, um, where you need visas, where yeah. you don't need visas, what <laughs> yeah. your validity is on your passports. Yeah. Um you're very much on your own if you don't use one. Yeah. Um and you can get quite stuck. Yeah. Especially yeah. when it comes to making changes. Yeah. And and I used to say to people like if shit hits the fan, excuse my English, but if shit hits the fan, yeah. You've got to completely deal with that yourself and it's very stressful. Yeah. Whereas if you book through a travel agent, yeah, they take care of, you yeah. know, any of that sort of stuff. I think um, definitely a good example of that is where if you've got delayed flights mm. and you've got missed connections yeah, and you're trying to deal in an airport with people that don't speak English <laughs> or don't want yes. to know because yes. they're dealing with a stressful situation, yes. that's where you can come unstuck yeah. and that's where a travel agent can jump in because they're not necessarily going to talk to the people in the airport, but they're going to know how to change a ticket. Yeah, how to rebook your flight They will just or get whatever. you on the next yeah. flight. Yes. That's the beauty of it yes. because we've got um, the system that we use to book flights is what the airlines feed 
into directly. We yeah. don't we don't book on the um, airline websites, websites as yeah. such. Yeah. yeah, as you know, we're looking yeah. at the seats all over the world. Yeah, every airline, we yeah. can see what seats are available. We can work out what the airline is going to charge to cost. It's yeah. not the travel agent that actually charges to change a ticket. It's the airline. The airline fees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Every single airfare in the world has a bunch of rules behind it. Mm. You know, the airline will have a X amount of um, dollars or whatever the currency is to change a ticket. Mm-hmm. Then the next rule is that they will charge the difference between the ticket that you bought and what the, the current price yeah, is. Yeah, the current prices. And, and people really don't fluctuate. get that. No, they yeah, don't. And the yeah. tax will fluctuate. So there's sort of three yeah. components there. Very much. There's the yeah. change fee. Yeah. There's the difference, difference. in the airfare because yeah. you probably booked it on sale and now it's like a, a huge high price because you're finished. traveling the same day. Yeah. So you've got to pay that fair difference. Yeah. 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 And, and I think what was people the last think the taxes. The taxes, sorry. Yeah. yeah taxes change too. Yeah. yeah. They will fluctuate when the currency fluctuates. Yeah. Currency. Yeah. 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 So I think people have a misconception that that's the travel agent charging mm. that, which is a shame because it's not there there to help you change your yeah, ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it can really be a really sure. stressful process. I remember yeah. that happened to me when I was in um, Mexico and we missed our flight on to Cuba. Yeah. So we were stranded in Mexico City in this airport and yeah. we missed our onward connection due to a delay. Like yeah. we'd had this huge delay. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so we were literally running around trying to find someone who could help us to – change that ticket and all yeah. I wanted to do was ring someone and make them deal with yeah. it but you know I wasn't in the position to do that no yeah it was so stressful and then we had to go and book a night's accommodation yeah so you know we're trying to get you know and you don't wi-fi know on our phone and yeah. we're trying to google and we're trying to ask and we don't I don't speak you know no. that language no. it's not my first language so no. and this could happen was, anywhere in the world it was yeah, yeah it was a very stressful situation yeah. because a travel agent can then also look up to see where the closest hotel is, mm. check the rating on TripAdvisor, yes. you know, the reviews, and yeah. make sure that it's, it's a sanitary place and sanitary. Yeah, especially when you are you are a solo woman travel. Exactly. Yeah, so safety no. comes into it as yeah. well. Yeah. 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 Then you've got the confidence to know that somebody has got your back. Yeah. Especially when you are traveling on your own. Yeah. And it's also like a... I don't know if the right word's a sounding board, but like you were saying before about visas and things, you can say, hey, do I need a visa for that? Or do you recommend I stay that long? Or how long can I stay for before I don't overstay? Yeah, Yeah. all of those sorts of questions. Like it's it's somebody, one person that you can go to who will answer all of that instead of, you know, literally Googling every single thing. Yeah. It's one person you can go to. It's like people say, oh, I've booked my first flight. And you're like, okay, so what does that country <laughs> stipulate yeah. as to whether you can just buy a ticket in? Mm-hmm. You know, you could get denied boarding. Denied boarding, yeah. Or you could arrive, if they do uplift you, you can arrive and then they'll deport you and back. turn you back around. Yeah, they'll and... turn you back around. People don't understand no. that, though. No, yeah. they don't. They can think, oh, I can book that because that's cheap. Mm. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> However, but then what happens? Can yeah. you actually use that flight? Exactly. Yeah, people don't so understand that. It could cost you a lot more than in the long run. Yes. I had a lady recently who booked a cheap deal to Hawaii um, on Grab a Seat, that oh, New yeah. Zealand yeah, yeah, yeah. cheap program. Yeah, so be sure. yeah. she was a Malaysian passport holder traveling to the States. And was it one way? And it was a return was ticket. Returned. She was going with her family, but she 
overlooked the fact she needed a visa to enter the US. She couldn't oh, use the user the waiver. Visa waiver. Yeah. So she contacted oh. me and she said, I know this is a little bit cheeky, but this is what's happened. And now I can't get an interview to get my visa until 10 days after they were meant to be going to Hawaii. And she was like, help, what do I do? And, mm. you know, I said, look, I really feel for you. I'm really sorry this has happened to you, but you can't trick the system now. Yeah. She said, is there anything There's that no you can around. do? No, I mean, visas are visas. They're mm. governed by consular services in each embassy. So yeah. she had to change her ticket. Yeah, that's the only option. You have to date change your ticket, and that it's will a cost family a lot. Four traveling. Oh. So she was pretty yeah, much expensive. in the end paying double. Yeah. And if she'd actually, and she'd followed the process and just come through to me in the first place. Yeah. You could have said, said, hang on, you, you can't go yet. You've got to get your visa first. Mm. Yeah. So. Prime example. Yeah. 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 Well, she, I really felt for her. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I do too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so then my next question was going to be what do travel agents do? And, I mean, we've, we've covered off on that a little yeah. bit. So how, yeah. would you, how would you sum it up? What do you say that you do? I think for, um, for what I do, I can book, obviously, flights for people, um, transfers, accommodation, tours, travel mm-hmm. insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, any travel agent can pretty much do those things now. Yeah. And I think for my point of difference is that because I work for myself um, from home, I'm there to offer a, a more of a service. So mm. I will offer passport and, and visa information and travel insurance yeah. and all those things just to make it a whole package. Yeah. I'm not just there to sell somebody a flight. You yeah. know? I'm not that sort of travel agent. And, yeah. You know, there are varying degrees of it, but yeah. Mm. No, that sounds good. So I, I really feel like travel agents get a bad rap and especially inside um, solo women travel tribe at the moment, like, yeah, um, there's been a few questions and somebody's sort of suggested, well, how about you ask a travel agent or visit your local travel agent? And people yeah. sort of can be quite negative towards yeah. travel agencies or travel agents. Why do you think that is? I don't know what the – I don't quite understand why there is such a bad bad rap, but I think it comes from the fact that I think people think that there are extra fees to mm. pay or extra charges to pay to get that service. That's what I think. I yeah. think there's a real misconception around yeah. how travel agents make their money and, yeah, yeah that they're going to charge you all this extra thing. Yeah, and it's not the yeah. case at all. Um, like as, as we've talked about before, travel agents are paid um, – through commission, obviously, for everything that gets booked. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that it's adding on top of what you will pay. Mm. The price that you see on an airline website or the price that you see on a booking.com or an Expedia or any of those search engines will be the price that we also will quote you. But the thing is that the airlines and hotels build that in. Yeah. So if you book direct with a hotel, you'll still pay the same rate, but the Mm -hmm. hotel will keep the commission. Yes. Same with the airline. It'll be the same rate, but the airline will keep. So along the way, somebody Somebody is going to get that. Yeah. 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 And there's no way to remove it because it's automatically built into the price everywhere. Exactly. And it's built in specifically for third parties and people who are booking and, you know, doing that sort of work so that they can. Yeah get some money from the work that they're doing. So yeah. there's no disadvantage to using a travel agent in no. the outset because then you've also got somebody that can what keep, look after you while you're yeah. travelling. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, yeah. I agree. Can you share some of your tips and advice with us? So from your own experience or... Yeah, sure. I think um, for people who are always quite price conscious, obviously, when they're travelling, um, yeah. no matter what the reason that they're travelling for. So I think if you can book... 
as far in advance as you can, mm-hmm. you're going to get tend to get the better deals. Yeah. Um, if you can make use of packages, then that then you're going to save yourself that way. Mm. Um, and for goodness sake, always have travel insurance. Oh, yeah, definitely. I agree with you on that. You know, that's um, the biggest thing, I think. You just said there's something about booking as far in advance as possible. Yeah. I definitely agree with that, and I've noticed, um, yeah, that that's the best way to sort of save money. Yeah. But there is this... Um, this thing that I've heard of, of this whole cheap last minute travel. And I don't know if that's like a UK Europe thing, yeah, you know, on the other side of the world. But even when I was living in London, I didn't experience any last minute cheap stuff. I I never found it. It's not, it's definitely not a concept for Australia and New Zealand based people. Um, But we, we work in the opposite way. So all of the airlines will sell their cheapest seats first in our market. Um, so there's about nine different categories of economy class, for instance. So they'll start at the bottom. Yeah. And once those seats have gone, the price, the price will go, go up. up. The and slowly increases. Yeah. And so the closer you get to departure, the price will the go price up. The price keeps going up. Yeah. 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 Um, I think in the UK, Europe, possibly the US, I'm not sure, but mm. I think they use distressed inventory and that's how the last minute bookings come about. Yeah. How you source those, then you would need to talk to a travel agent in those markets. Mm. Because generally, the cheap, the ticket's going to be cheaper where if you buy it from the place that you're originating from. Yes. It doesn't yes. always work that way, but that's generally, yeah, generally the how rule. you would do it. Yeah. yeah. So if you're in London, you wouldn't then book the reverse, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just, yeah. Yeah. And it depends. And the way the airlines do it is that they know what markets they make money in. Yeah. So they, the volume of travel going from the UK to the States, for example, is far, far bigger than the volume of New Zealanders or Australians going, going that way. Yeah. So they don't have to charge as much in those UK, US markets because they're on volume. Yeah. Whereas for New Zealand, Australian travellers, we don't sell as many tickets or we don't buy as many tickets in this market as, the, as that, they do. Yeah. So, yeah. That, so there's so your price, price different. Yeah. And, and there's this concept of you book a flight on a Tuesday and it's the cheapest day of the week is kind of oh, yeah. total hogwash. I love that. Yeah. What What's the cheapest day to book? I'm like, yeah. there isn't one. There isn't one. No. <laughs> it is, just comes down yeah. to flight availability. It does. At yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. If you it see does. it. I mean, yeah, granted, more, maybe more people will travel on the weekend. Yeah. So if you can go during the week, yeah. it does char- cost less. But, but Emirates, not always. For instance, no. you know? Emirates yeah. and Qantas, for instance, have a weekend surcharge. Mm-hmm. And that's not just Saturday, Sunday. They'll start that Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> so you know. it's pretty much a almost all week surcharge yeah. so yeah possibly yeah. flying on a tuesday could be cheaper. could be cheaper but if you're not if you're but. booking it to travel the next week no, forget no about it. it's not yeah. yeah yeah it's not gonna work that way. and i think also just to point out like if if you are based in the uk europe or america's region and you're gonna try and hold out for that last minute deal or something like that if you're definitely going yeah you know, if your plans are solid, yeah, don't do that. No, do it because you might not get that deal. Yeah. <laughs> the chances are slim. It's yeah, those it sorts of deals. Are, yeah, they're more of all of a sudden you've got a weekend that's opened up. Okay, cool. I'll have a check and see if there's anything that yeah. that's available. Yeah, yeah. If you've got plans in place, I agree. Yeah. Definitely, don't prepare. wait. I mean, the airline system will let you book flights about 10, 11 months in advance. Yeah. So you can start early yeah. planning. I mean, forget about travel travel at Christmas time at those prices. Of course, they yeah, will always be, be higher high. because they know they can sell the seats. Yeah. So that so many people yeah. are traveling that time of year. So yeah. yeah, of course the prices will be yeah 
high. But apart from that, the other times of the year, you should be still be able to get a decent price ticket. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it depends what airlines you want to travel with too sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if you're prepared to take 40 hours to travel from New Zealand <laughs> to the UK on, I don't know, Air China or China yeah, yeah, Air, yeah. then yeah. You can get it pretty it. cheap. You can get it cheap. Yeah. But, um, but, but yeah, yeah, it depends on you as a traveller. Yeah. depends on your budget. It depends on so many things. And what do you class as a good deal? Yeah. Is a good deal the cheapest or is a good yes. deal the best way to travel? To there, travel. The exactly. shortest time. And, and see, and, everyone, yeah. yeah, everyone's good deal is different. And so often it is the cheapest. But when you look into what the cheapest is, like you yeah. say, 40 hours. Yeah. And, you know, you've got like, sleeping I don't know, 10, yeah, you're them. sleeping in an airport yeah. for like 10 of those hours and it's a Chinese airport and you don't know your way around and it's, yeah. you know, yeah. that can get unstuck. Is so that, that really worth it? So some of the advice <laughs> that goes out into the group when people ask for the best deal, there's a lot of things to take into consideration. Mm. And so what is your about, version yeah. of a best deal? That's why yeah. sometimes I'll jump on the page and say from expert advice. Yeah, yeah. This is what I would recommend rather recommend. than somebody else just saying, or the, just, you know, book it on um, Skyscanner or something. Yeah. You're get the best deal. No, you're not necessarily yeah. going to get the best deal. Yeah. But yeah, it depends on you as a traveler. And the funny thing is, I've heard a couple of horror stories of people who have booked on like Skyscanner or Expedia and stuff. And, you know, they're going through all these various different countries and they don't care that it takes them, you know, however many hours to get there. It was yeah. cheap. But then they need visas. Yeah, that's right. You know, like they're on yeah. a passport that requires a transit visa or exactly. a visa. And it's like, yeah. actually, you can't even travel on that ticket unless you get a visa. And yeah. it's just. Yeah. And, you, and when you, know, you book on an airline website, it will not tell you nah. if you need a visa. No. Whether a never. tourist nah. or transit visa, whichever. So you yeah. can get quite unstuck. Yeah. 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 No, you've got to be careful. Yeah. So, well, I guess we were just talking about some of these, but some of the disadvantages of booking your own travel, so, for example, booking online, I mean, we yeah. were just talking about, yeah, like not knowing whether or not you need a visa. Yeah. That's a great example. That's come up on the page quite a bit too. Yeah. Um, yeah. And be careful who you take advice from. Yes, that's a really good point. Yeah, be careful of mm. bogus sites out there. Um, that's why I always say on the page, get travel advice, mm. talk to your local travel agent. Mm. Um, you know, if you call one up, they're not going to charge you or any of the good ones are not going to charge you yeah. just for advice. Just to, advice yeah, to know. answer some questions. I have yeah. that. I get, um, sometimes I get phone calls and sometimes I get emails or messages on my Facebook page of people yeah. asking that question. It takes me two seconds to, to run it through the um, visa yeah. system yeah. and find out that information. I wouldn't charge for something like that. No, yeah. It's easy to find out, but you've got to know where to look to mm. get the right information. Mm. Yeah, and it's interesting because in the group, um, you know, people all ask, "Do I need a visa to go from here to here?" And it's yeah. like, "Oh, you know, no, I didn't." But yeah. it's like, "Well, but hang on, what passport are you on?" So, exactly. like you were just saying, you've got to be so careful with where you get your advice and your information from. And yeah. I love that our group is so, you know, full of various people from all over the world, and so yeah. you know, full of awesome information but in terms of things like that you've just you've got to be really careful with yeah you know with where you get that information from and just making sure that you are getting it from a reliable source yeah i think one came up for turkey a while ago and um you know the rules are different for an australian passport holder than a new zealand passport holder and these and they change all the time yeah they do change you know whether you and when you can get an online visa Mm -hmm. um you know whether you can get a vietnamese visa online for instance is a good example you now can get them online but for certain passport holders yeah you know so these electronic visas are great 
Um, yeah. Sometimes they mean that you've still got to queue up in the airport, though, as well. Yeah. Whereas if you get the one in your passport, you're pretty much going yeah. straight through. So there's yeah. a big difference, too, between taking the short, cheaper route of getting an electronic one sometimes yeah. versus getting doing through the traditional visa process. So that's where the advice on the group. Yeah. You've got to be so You've careful. You've got to be careful. With. Especially yeah. if, like I was just thinking, if you had an onward flight. Yeah. So maybe you, you flew in, but then you had to fly on from there to your next destination in Vietnam. Yeah. You might not have time to line up for that visa because exactly. I know those lines can be really, really okay. long. Yeah. Um, you might not have that time. So maybe no. you need to, yeah. you know, get and your the visa and passport. The, the simple one at the moment for Cambodia, um, well, Cambodia is easy to get on the border. You know, so they get ah. people that are going to both Vietnam and Cambodia. That's and a great example. Get the one for Vietnam. Just yeah. go through the process. Get the get the visa, get the visa done. before you go. But when, if you're crossing into Cambodia, say you do an intrepid group or something, yeah, like that, yeah, yeah. The, the, the guide will take you through the border. That's one country at the moment where you can just get it easily. Yeah, I love so. that you say at the moment because that yeah. does change. Yeah, yeah. Be prepared. I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do your research yeah. or use a travel professional. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, peace yeah. of mind. And, and if you are doing your own research, be careful with where you're getting that information from. Yeah, very yeah. much. I know okay. with um, just getting the, um, the the visa waiver Esther for the United States, there are bogus sites out there. Yeah, they'll charge you like sixty dollars <gasps> to get a visa. I I've heard horror stories of people being charged hundreds of dollars yeah. and not getting anything. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's the terrible. official website, it's only 14 US. Yes, exactly. 14 person. US dollars yeah. per person for the official site. So, someone else is yeah, just don't go that. Googling yeah. that because, yeah. yeah. Yes, I've heard some horror stories about that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Tell us about some of the um, travel that you've done. So, what are some of your standout memories? Oh, some of the places um, that really stand out. Turkey for me would be a key one, I think. Oh, yeah. And that was probably um, the best solo trip that I've ever done. Um, Tell us about that. That was an amazing country, like so cool. And, um, and, you know, it wasn't long after some of the unrest had started. This was about three years ago that I went. Oh, yeah. Um, I was travelling with a group of people but on my own. On your own. Similar to some of the trips that you've done as well. Totally, yeah. Um, So, you know, I'm with a bunch of people I've never met before and it's scary (laughs) as hell. It is. um, But it's exhilarating too. Yeah. Um, So I arrived, I think, the day before my tour started and I was in a pretty central location. And I really wanted to go to the the Grand Bazaar, and it wasn't on my itinerary. So um, I had a chat to the concierge. They all speak English. That was the really nice thing about being there. They sold me a local bus transport card. It was cheap as chips, and it was loaded up with a little bit of the currency, which was all I needed. So I caught the local bus down to the Grand Bazaar, had a look around, saw them making those beautiful fish kebabs on the side of the Bosphorus. And it was so cool. And I wandered around and felt completely safe. Yeah. There are so many of their local people on on holiday yeah you know and I did um a tour on the on the water that went so far up and then came back down again and you know the mixture of Muslims and Christians traveling together too just absolutely blew me away and I just thought wow yeah everyone's just just mingling happily Yeah. yeah So, um, so then, you know, when the tour started, it took us off to Gallipoli, and that was so moving. Mm. It's amazing to it be there, right? Yeah, it yeah. was. Just, you know, you read yeah. so much about these sort of places, and you see the Anzac um, stuff, but yeah. to actually be actually there. Actually physically be there was, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was phenomenal. So then yeah. after that, round to Troy, um, to oh, yeah. Ephesus. Yep. Yeah. 
um, Pamukkale and Cappadocia did all of those ones. So the only part I didn't do was that bottom coast, and I would definitely I, I go back. I didn't do that either. It sounds like our trips were really similar. Who were you with? That was with Faz Travel. Oh, yes. I heard good things about them. Yeah, really good value for money. Yeah. And um, I suppose I think it was mainly – oh, there was a few Americans on the tour, a few Aussies and a few Kiwis. Yeah. yeah I yeah. think we had about 19 yeah. in our group. I mean, the guides really make it. The drivers yeah, really make it. makes it. a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then you meet some awesome people. I remember yeah. I'm still in touch with people. You do from all of my tours I've done. Yeah, which is so cool. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. So that for me was is a real standout, and I would yeah I would go back in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. Did you do the hot air ballooning in Capital? No, oh, oh, no, I should have. I should have. I know oh uh, some gosh. of the groups did. Yeah. yeah, I, I know the four a.m. start was pretty yeah. off putting. <laughs> oh. But the yeah the actual. It was like a once in a lifetime, oh my god, kind of moment. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that whole area stunning. is phenomenal. It's amazing, eh? Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. You some pretty cool things. The food in Turkey, I thought, was amazing as yeah, well. Good Loved food. it. Loved it. I would agree. The food was yeah. fabulous. They make everything themselves. Yeah, just an awesome country. Yeah. Um, we went up to Taksim Square and walked past, you know, several um, armored vehicles with water cannons on the top. But you know, such happy people. There yeah. wasn't. Um, there was no trouble There's whatsoever, not, yeah. and you didn't get a feeling of any trouble either. See, you know, it was, I was there in what twenty fifth. Dean, I think. Must have so been similar there. time. Just before me, Just maybe. Before you. Yeah, and it was yeah. sort of when it was a little bit of unrest and yeah. stuff. But you I totally know. say. Yeah, you wouldn't have known. No. Nah. And so sometimes mm. even these you read stuff about I know, I and unrest happening in places and you have to think, oh mm. I think if you register yourself with your own country's government, yes. like here we have smart travel yeah, type, safe type travel, of things, safe travel. Yeah, safe well. travel, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did that before that trip because we went to Egypt before we went to right. Turkey. Yeah, and I registered on the few... safe travel website, and yeah. yeah, there was a lot of sort of hype around. Oh, it's not safe and stuff, yeah. especially for Egypt. Like, yeah. so many people were like, "Oh my god, are you going yeah. there? It's not safe. Why?" But I felt completely safe. Yeah. So it's one of these ones of, you do have to yeah. take that judgment. But use your own intuition, and, and yeah. yeah. Even if you can speak to some of the locals. Yeah. I've been even the, um, when the volcano was erupting in Bali oh, recently, yeah. Yeah. Um, I had some friends that were over there for work. And I think it was the first rumbling of the volcano and they were making a huge fuss. I know they obviously yeah. had to evacuate the area, yeah. but for, for everyone in Kuta, sort of Leggy and yeah. Seminyak, um, they said it was very over the top when you were yeah. there. You didn't. You didn't even know it was going on. I mean, of course, you don't know when the thing's going to blow. No. But you kind of have to take these things into perspective. Yeah, you do. And yeah. I mean, anything could happen to you anywhere. And the group is so home. good. If we've got, I mean, the chances are, because the group is so varied and diverse now, yeah. you may know somebody who is in Bali at yeah. the time, or it could be Thailand or whatever. Yeah. The group is great but for putting yeah. that word out. Post and ask the question, yeah. hey, guys, I'm coming to yeah. Bali. Is it safe at the moment? Is yeah. there anyone who's there or any locals yeah. or anyone in the group who yeah. can help? me out yeah and i did notice with the um the volcano in bali and stuff there was some locals somebody i can't remember who it was did a really good post and said look guys i really yeah. feel like it's blown out of proportion i live here yeah it feels definitely. completely safe yeah this is the area i'm in and this is the warning from yeah. the locals here and the local yeah. government and stuff just so that you know it don't be too put off yeah now, of course, you always need to think about your own safety, but yeah, you from a local them. perspective, yeah. this is what it's I want to say. And, yeah. Because these, some of these countries depend on tourism so yeah. much. Too. 
You know, so true. They, they don't want so people true. to stop travelling there. Fiji is a classic one. The last yeah. cyclone that went through last year in March, um, you know, that um, it took a long while for people to, to sort of start going back to the regions where yeah. if you'd actually spoken to people on the ground. Mm. Or, you know, even if you want to go off and volunteer and help in the clean-up after these things, yes. you know, Fiji is a classic one for that. I know yeah. on the page quite often people have asked about travelling to Fiji and said, oh, people don't comment that much on Fiji. But I think for Aussies and Kiwis, we go yeah, there Yeah, we a go lot, there a lot because you know? it's so close yeah. for us. I was yeah. there twice last year, oh, you know. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> I love Fiji. Uh, yeah, it. you know, it's um, an amazing place. So if anybody in the group any wants to ever ask any questions about yeah. Fiji, just stick it up on the page. I'm happy yeah. to answer any questions. Cool. But the, from time to time, we get a lot of questions on the group about volunteering there. Yeah. There's quite a few companies or quite a few organisations you can volunteer through. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. So yeah. that's really good. So if anyone is keen to, to volunteer in Fiji in particular, yeah. um, I know of a few that... Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. For some people, that. that's the sort that's of travel great. that they like to do. That, yeah. that for them is that they like to go to places and help where they out can and rebuild animal and sanctuaries sort of or yes. you know orphanages. Yeah, and that sort of thing. people yeah. often talk about like the Thailand, um, yeah. you know, helping out with the elephants or there's like right. a, a dog sort of rescue centre there too. There's quite a bit of mention on those sorts of things. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, that's cool. I didn't yeah. even know you could do that in Fiji, so that's yeah. great. That's yeah. Cool. Any other standout memories for you? I loved um, Cyprus. I did a really cool trip oh, to yeah. Cyprus once. Yeah, yeah. Um, that yeah. sort of ancient civilization history is um, is fascinating. So, yeah. yeah, so a really good mix of beautiful beaches with uh, history. History. Yeah. That was yeah. a very cool place. Yeah, Ooh, have to put on my list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I was living in Riyadh at the time, so for me oh, to, wow. to swing across there to um, to Cyprus was, yeah. was quite a short Easy. trip. So yeah, loved it. Yeah. Uh, so where else have you lived then? So the UK originally yeah. and um, the Middle East a couple of times. I spent my childhood in Qatar, in Doha. Oh, wow. Yeah, so if anybody's um, wondering about travelling through Doha now because Qatar Airways are travelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy to answer any questions oh, good. about Doha. Oh, we'll yeah. let you talk after this. Yeah. <laughs> I have questions. So it's very cool. <laughs> yeah, don't be afraid of travelling through the Middle mm. East, I think. That's the thing. Yeah. You know? um, some of those countries are very westernised. It seems to be opening up a lot more as a tourist destination. More, yeah, more very people much. are talking about going there and experiencing the culture. Yeah. And yeah. the culture in there, you will see very Arabian. Abu Dhabi is still very Arabian. Mm. So if you don't want to go to Dubai, for instance, you yeah. want to see a bit more of the Arabian feel, yes. then, yeah, those, those places are places there. Good. Amman, beautiful. Wow. Yeah. So, oh, awesome. Yeah. So you lived in the UK, you lived in, in Doha. Doha. Um, that was in the 70s. It's probably changed a little <laughs> lot since then, but, um, but yeah, amazing. Um, where else? So Riyadh then for yeah. a couple of years, that was pretty full on. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where I met my husband. So oh, he cool. was working there. Yeah. yeah. The Kiwi working there for IBM. Um, so you can meet some pretty interesting people <laughs> on your travels. I love that you met a yeah. Kiwi. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh, there's expert, um, expert, expat communities in mm. uh, these places. Are massive. Uh, big, eh? yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Travelled the world, really. The um, Probably the only place I haven't been to that I'm dying to get to is South America. Ooh. 
So, I'll tell yeah. you all about it. Yeah. You've got your Peru trip coming up. You should totally come with us. That's right. Um, but apart from that, I, yeah, I've pretty much been around the whole lot. Mm. Europe, I've, yeah, is, is fit, done a lot. familiar to me. Um, and then since I've lived in New Zealand for nearly 20 years. Um, and you, you lived know, in South Aussie. Pacific, yeah, Australia? lived in Australia. Yeah. I uh, well. lived in Queensland for seven years. So, yeah. yeah. So I really am only 21 now. Oh, aren't you, <laughs> So, yeah, I, know, I mean, I know there's a lot of Aussies in the group, but, mm. um, yeah, happy to answer any questions from Queensland mm. and travelling so around Australia. Your knowledge is so widespread, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. As it a travel is, agent, that's awesome. Yeah. I think, mm. and that, because I just love it, you know. Yeah. That, that for me, the driver is just helping people who want to travel. Yeah. And I can tell how passionate yeah. about it. About, you know, you are about it because this is radiates. Yeah. yeah. And we could talk about it all I day. Could, yeah, I could, literally, yeah. I know. And I'm on holiday at the moment and my family are like, get off your laptop yeah. and, you know, we're at no, the beautiful beach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, there's still people to help. Yeah. <laughs> all right, one thing I wanted to talk about is travel insurance and why yeah. that's so important. So let's just lastly finish with that. Yeah. I think it's one of those insurances that you just cannot do without. Yeah. Um, you do hear some horror stories and yeah. people do come unstuck and it's frightening the amount of money that it would cost to get yourself out of a situation sometimes, mm. you know. I've known mm-hmm. people in New Zealand that have to have a give a little page to raise money to get yeah, themselves back. That. And, you know, we're talking hundreds of thousands for yeah. perhaps a $50 or $100 um, policy. policy. Yeah, it doesn't cost you know? much to get yeah. the insurance and it is yeah. so worth it. And yeah. Like from what I've seen, it's often like the medical expenses. Like if you That's were to it. have an accident, yeah. it can cost you, like you say, hundreds of thousands, yeah. depending on what happens, you know, yeah. and where, and you, where you are. Yeah, that's right. You know, you know your scooter oh, hire scooter and your Aratongas and your, and your Vietnams and yeah. those sorts of places, you know, yeah. you're covered for personal injury, but you can't get cover for the bike itself, yeah. or, you know, so... Yeah. Personal injury obviously is the key. Yeah. You know, if you get a scrape or something, you know, it becomes yeah. infected. You just need to know that you can get medical help. Yeah. Um, the company that we use um, has um, Global Assistance, which is the yes. number one global health provider in the world. So you get into trouble, you call the free phone number, you right. are talking directly to the medical team. Oh, wow. So you can get advice if you're not it. sure. Yeah. And they, yeah, use, um, awesome. they use certain doctors and hospitals in each place yeah so the trick really is to if you know you need medical attention you call them straight away they will tell you which doctor or hospital to go to yeah so that when it comes to claim time yeah it's easier to be processed Yeah. yeah. So that's the other thing wow. with getting a bit of advice on travel insurance mm-hmm. rather than just going online and finding a cheap policy. Anything, yeah. Just be careful. Make sure you know what you're covered yeah. for and also yeah. what you're not covered for. That's what exactly. I say to people. Like, what you can make you know, claims be careful for when you, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I've had to make a few claims yeah. and, yeah, you need to know that you what you're covered for. You know, cheap, you, you kind of pay for what you get. Yes. I definitely agree. I went with a slightly cheaper provider last time who yeah. – had come recommended and they were really good but then I had separate events they called it so like I had missed a flight somewhere and it was delayed and then I got really sick and so those were two separate events yeah having to claim for the expenses I incurred so there were separate excesses right oh really so that was quite like and that was quite a lot to wear the excess as well as everything else I'd had to pay for and I had to pay for it all up front at the time and they didn't have like an emergency number I could ring yeah you know, like bit, from yeah. Mexico and stuff, and it was it was really stressful. I wouldn't use them again, although they paid out. That was yeah, great. I would pay more, yeah, for you know just 
to have been able to ring somebody and ask them medical advice given my situation yeah. would have like oh my gosh that would yeah. make such a difference for me I think so and when you look mm. at a price online you're not going to know that information no 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 you're not you don't yeah. that's the sort of nitty gritty when something goes wrong that mm. you start to find that out I suppose I mean the one that I use a lot at the moment you can just pay an extra $25 and it will remove the excess yes you know, and so even $25 is not that much. No. If you can factor that a little bit more into your budget and then yeah. if it comes to claim time and you've got zero to pay out to make claim, yeah, it's awesome. you could save a lot of headaches. So I think, you know, there's a few companies that we use is shop around. Yeah, you know, definitely. Get some advice. And on the page, yeah. be careful what advice you give yeah. for travel insurance because yeah. um, because it can either make or break a, a really good trip. Yeah. Um, and it's um, and it's something you must have it too. Please definitely. don't travel yeah. anywhere without Agreed. it. Agreed. 100% agree. And you, it's, it's like a safety net. Like, of course, you don't want to use it, but it's yeah. there to catch you if you fall kind of thing. Yeah. So it's better to be safe than sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Peace of mind. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. So, where can people find you if they want to connect with you? So after this, if you want to, if, you know, I like I said, I really don't mind if anyone has any questions that they simply want to ask. I'm yeah. not here just to sell holidays to people. That's not me. Yeah. You know, I'm here for travel advice and yeah. to help people as well. Yeah. So awesome. Um, I have my um, Facebook page, which yeah. is Sarah Weaver Travel Managers. So Sarah so Weaver Travel, travel Managers. Managers. Yeah. yeah. That's my business page, and you mm-hmm. can message me through that. Awesome. Um, or you can just email me direct, and that's Sarah Double you at travelmanagers.co.nz um, and you'll find my contact details on my Facebook page as well Yeah, so you can cool. call me through yeah, that through or, that. or yeah. message if you're anywhere in the world and you need help um, cool. and I have a website now which is www.weavertravel.co.nz awesome um, so that's all you'll find all the information on there yeah. as well yeah awesome cool and inside the group anyone who wants to ask you a question they could just tag yeah, you Sarah do. Weaver yeah and um, yeah please you can do. help from there yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Thank you so much for coming yeah, on and doing no the podcast worries. and coming yeah. in person. Yeah, so cool. Way cool. Yeah, and so good to meet you. <laughs> yeah, you too. Thank you so much. It's been and a we'll, pleasure. Um, yeah, we'll be in touch. We'll yeah. for sure have to have you back on our podcast, I reckon. Great. Awesome. We'd love to. Thanks, Sarah. See ya. I hope today's episode has been helpful for you. If you would like to ask me any questions or give any feedback or comments, pop on over to Solo Woman Travel Tribe. I would love to hear from you guys and connect. Now, if you want to get your hands on my copy of the top five things you need to know as a solo woman traveler, it's not what you think, then head on over to www.solowomantraveltribe.com forward slash download. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you are not already a member of our Solo Woman Travel Tribe, then please come and check us out at www.facebook.com slash groups slash Solo Woman Travel Tribe. Thanks again, and I hope to see you over in the group.